Welcome to Firefighting in Canada, the podcast, brought to you by First Alert, safety you can trust. You've tuned in for compelling conversation on hot topics impacting Canada's fire service. From Hope, BC, I'm Fire Chief Tom DeSorcy. More and more fire service leaders are turning to coaching for personal and professional guidance in their life and career. What is coaching and what can it do for you? Shelley Langell is the founder and president of Seashell Consulting and the International Coach Coalition. She's a certified executive coach through Royal Roads University with an educational background in business administration and joins us today from her home office in Victoria, BC. My friend, welcome to the podcast. Hello, Tom. Great to see you. Great to be here. Thank you. I, before we talk about coaching and, and what it can accomplish, I want to know more and, and tell a, our, our listeners more about you and and why you took this path. Yeah, good question. And, you know, as I'm in the twilight of my traditional working life, um, I had highly enjoyable careers in hotel management, technology, and the education sectors, uh, academic sectors. And the unique thing about my path is each one of those well-loved careers ended up with me being let go, me being dismissed without cause due to reorgs or mergers and acquisitions. And um, it, it, it was just it was an amazing experience being let go from one well-loved job and finding the path to the next one. And honestly, when, um, when I was let go from the last position, I was able to really get clarity on what I wanted to do, what I wanted the last half of my career, last third of my career and work life to look like. And what did I love doing? And really it came down to coaching. I have spent the last 20 years doing career coaching through an education lens, but also helping people realize where their passions lie and what they should be doing. And when I was dismissed, it's like, okay, maybe I'll become a career coach. And I looked into some programs. I ended up taking the executive coaching program at Railroads University, became certified um, through them and became certified through the International Coaching Federation, which is the gold standard of coaching certifications, became a, a associate certified coach. And much of the, uh, the last 20 years, I actually worked with fire, police, and military. And that was the other thing I got clarity on, is I wanted to make sure that I continued to work with these groups in their career advancement, transition, um, desires and goals, and helping people find what's next. And that includes retirement. And so that is kind of encompassed in where my coaching passions are um, to sum it up quickly, I ended up getting my certifications, starting the two companies, um, and I'm just having a ball. Uh, it, it, it's just been a, a career path that has led to one great thing to the next great thing, and it, it's soul-filling work, honestly. I want to talk more, uh, you know, about the, the coalition idea, mm. but and I, I've heard your presentations. I mean, I've been at the fire service conferences uh, across the country, actually, here in B.C., uh, both in the Maritimes and Ontario this summer. The message was certainly different each time, but it's mm -hmm. that underlying theme as to what coaching can do for an individual. And maybe you can expand on that. What can it do for someone, but also what can it do for the department that they work with? Mm, great question. Um, and honestly, I think I would start with, you know, who, who can benefit from coaching? What are some key indicators that you might be interested in coaching? 
So here's, here's kind of, you know, a, a list of things. You may feel tired or stuck. You may feel overwhelmed in your role. If you need to become more strategic and or identify opportunities and threats and be more, have more clarity around those things. If you want to improve culture and performance within the organization, and that can include retention as well, or attracting, for example, volunteer firefighters, right? When you have a culture that people want to be part of, you may be able to attract more volunteers, as I know is an issue in fire. To gain influence with internal and external stakeholders, um, dealing with um, city councils and folks like that, where you want to have more influence and have your the decisions and the, the things that you're looking for go more your way. It can help you prepare for drastic announcements of staff or uh, stakeholder initiatives or issues within an organization. Maybe you've received feedback that you can be difficult to work with. Often those people are tagged uh, to be coached by their HR organizations. And you may be looking at next steps in your career. Perhaps you want to move up. Maybe you want to become a chief. If you're a firefighter, uh, deputy firefighter, and you deputy chief, and you want to move up within the organization, that can certainly, coaching can help you on that path and figure out what you need to do. And honestly, if you need a trusted, objective, an experienced person to talk to about what's happening in your world as a chief, um, the challenges, some ideas that you have, sounding boards are often incorporated in a coaching conversation. And through those sounding board conversations, chiefs and leaders find the answers to what they're looking for. They discover them through that conversation. It begs the next question. What is that process? I mean, to say is, I mean, asking a generic question as to what is coaching, but it's yeah. more than just a cheerleader. It's more than just a pep talk. I mean, that's what I would think when I first heard of coaching, mm -hmm. I thought, well, here's someone coming in as a raw, raw, let's, let's get things going. I guess it, it is different than that. It is, it is. Um, you know, an effective coach will help you line up your thinking with your desires and goals and makes it easier to identify opportunities to solve problems, maybe, or become a more inspired and effective leader. Um, coaching is about building trust. It's about showing up with curiosity and asking good questions and leaving a lot of space to listen, letting the person you're talking to really come with their ideas. And when they, they, when you feel like they're done talking, you say, and what else? And tell me more. And there's always more and you go deeper and deeper. And that's when, you know, ideas and solutions come about. And it's, it's incredible, really, because coaching can help you increase your personal performance right? Um, through the coaching conversation, people can become more organized and practice intentional prioritization, um, become more aware of what their strengths and gifts are, which is really amazing and leads to growth and gaining more confidence. And all of that leads to increased personal performance. Um, coaches can help you notice your biases and blind spots. We don't know these things until we become aware of them. And quite simply through the deep questioning during a coaching conversation, the coachee can become aware of their biases and their blind spots and how those, how those thought, those thought processes affect their everyday life. Coaching can help you shift your thinking and mindset. And you've heard me talk about this in my presentations, the fixed mindset versus the growth mindset. And honestly, one of the most powerful experiences and outcomes from coaching is seeing 
clients shift from a fixed mindset, everything's difficult, challenging, hard, not feeling motivated, to going to a growth mindset where everything is about possibility and getting outside the comfort zone and trying new things and becoming stronger. It's, it's a beautiful thing to see. Coaching can help you lead more effectively. You know, not all managers are leaders and not all identified leaders are good leaders. People can leave without having that official title. And those are the ones that really make things happen within an organization. And that's uh, coaching can help people become the better leader, become a leader that listens, inspires, empowers, and makes for a happier, more functional organization and culture. The person that is being coached, I would think benefits more than just from a personal perspective or a professional perspective in that they can become coaches themselves uh, in terms of, of the people that they lead or recognize as leaders, I guess. Yeah. And that's, that's the fun byproduct of coaching um, because I've been coached myself and I actually got a lot of coaching over the years when I was at Royal Roads. And the remarkable thing is when you're coached and you see a coach speaking to you and showing up with curiosity and asking questions and leaving space to express yourself and be yourself in all your authentic, glorious ways. That, that person that's being coached, it's, it's almost like they can't help but change their own way of communication, right? They show up more curiously. They ask more questions. Again, they're, they show up with curiosity. They are trying to listen to, to understand rather than respond. They will help people feel seen, heard, understood, and supported. And when coaches, when, when people that are being coached incorporate that into their own leadership and communication style, it improves relationships. It improves um, work culture. It improves the, the meetings that you might have in with challenging situations with, with you know, CAOs or anybody else that you know, you, you have to have contentious conversations with. Co a coach approach helps have those difficult conversations and get results without offending and, and you know, really responding rather than reacting. And it, it's all kind of a byproduct of coaching, which when we respond rather than react, we are considering not only ourselves, but the person in front of us and how it's going to affect that person, the organization, et cetera. A fire hall is, is, is really a team and, and, yeah. and coaching and teams all sort of go in that same vernacular. And I think that there are most of the leaders, I'm going to say most of the leaders out there in the fire service are actually coaches and they don't even know it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now you, that, and you took that, that's in my presentation, right? Because any anyone in especially in the fire service like i said i have so much experience 17 years working with fire police and military and and it's remarkable um you know how many don't necessarily see themselves in that 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 realm but they are they're coaching they may feel like it's mentoring but you know mentoring is more about guiding and telling and directing where coaching is really about questioning and a good leader and a good coach will not give you the answer necessarily that you're looking for, but they'll say, and how would you approach this? And how would you do that? What do you think is the right answer? 
you know, your mentor, your mentor people in asking them questions and people in leadership positions, especially in the uniform sectors really show up as a coach, but don't necessarily see themselves as such. It just, they might see it at, you know, call it mentoring or call it managing or call it leading, but oftentimes it is coaching. And it's a beautiful thing to see that it is so, um, so well used without, without intention. You mentioned volunteer firefighters. And certainly when you talk about that 83, 85% of firefighters in Canada who are volunteers, Mm -hmm. and if someone is being coached as say a fire chief in a volunteer department, I would think you're really coaching that person in their other career, which is not necessarily fire. And that has to be a huge benefit and something you can take away from the fire business, if it were. Absolutely. It's funny because when I've done these presentations, some people have said, well, make it all about fire. You have to mention this fire, fire, fire. But when I'm presenting to um, areas and regions that are predominantly volunteer, yeah, you're right. These people, these people are doing other jobs. And then I get to talk about that corporate aspect. And, you know, it comes down to profitability and performance within an organization. All of this is interchangeable and transferable. The beautiful thing about executive coaching, the term executive indicates that it's meant for leaders. And that is predominantly who utilizes executive coaching. However, this can be used at all levels of an organization from entry level right to the top. And and it is all interchangeable and transferable to any sector within the world. And I will add personal personalized, personal relationships, personal communication, personal goals and ambitions. Is there such a thing as the term uncoachable? (laughs) Um, If you talk to Adam Grant or Simon Sinek or Brené Brown, they will probably say yes, (laughs) because I actually just listened to a great podcast uh, with those three and it's called What's Happening at Work. And it's part one and two, and I highly recommend it. But they talk about, it was either Simon or Adam said, you know, they were talking about toxic leadership and folks that are promoted and promoted and promoted because, hey, maybe they are, you know, great salespeople or they, they bring in great profits, they bring in great contracts or whatever. They've somehow moved an organization forward, but they're toxic, right? And so when they were talking about, whether we should be rewarding that bad behavior, even though they're good in one area, they so lack, they're not good for the organization or for the team. So should they keep getting promoted? Hey, we all know of those leaders that are like that, that do get promoted. And they actually talk about, you know what, I will, I will put the time and effort in with that person if they're coachable, which if they're, and so when he said, I will put the time and effort in if they're coachable. That tells me that (laughs) there are some uncoachable people, right? So, um, so yeah, perhaps not everybody is a person to be coachable must be willing to do some deep dive exploration of why they do what they do and how they do it. And is that serving them well, or do they want to improve things and change things? Uh, talk more about the the coalition, and I think that's a that's a very interesting idea and concept, and the fact that it is that kind of agency almost that 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 you have this choice. I would think of persons, people you can choose to to get involved in in being your personal coach. Maybe maybe a little bit more enlightenment enlightenment on how this got started and and what it's about. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, how it got started, it was actually a brainstorm that happened for me um, on the second to last day of my program, my graduate program in coaching. And we were talking about these referral organizations that exist in the world. And there are several. There's big, huge organizations I won't give advertising to, but that are, you know, international in scope, etc. But what I was finding as I was exploring them with they they had some elements that I thought could be improved upon. So I just, I talked to, I, I was in a class with 43 brilliant people in my cohort. And I'm talking everybody from PhDs and VPs and associate vice presidents and lots of HR folks, really engineers, serious credentials. And, and I thought, well, geez, I could probably start up my own international coach coalition referral service. I came up with a name. I talked to my team, my cohort team, my classmates and said, if I started this, would you be interested? And they wholeheartedly said yes. So I, um, you know, just kind of put together a, a format. It's a free online platform for people to find their ideal coach. And we have different reasons for picking who we want. So I, and I got the idea kind of as well when I saw people that were looking for therapists and you can go onto, or a doctor and you can go onto a website for a, you know, a group, a medical group or whatever, and pick who you want to work with based on their experience, their age, their qualifications, et cetera. And I, I put together the same thing with um, ICC. And so people can determine who they want to work with based on what their background is, where their experience lies, what their credentials are, what their education is, what their location is. Because not everybody wants to do a coaching relationship over Zoom or over the phone. A lot of people still want to do them face-to-face. -face. And so location is a factor. So people can find the, the right coach that meets all their qualifications, connect with that person, have a discovery call and determine if it's a good fit and go from there. Now, there's a lot of ways to, to find a good coach as well. I always say, if you have friends and family and they have been using a coach and go for a referral, who worked for them? That might work. There's other organizations, like I said, a good coach will offer that free discovery call and some companies offer coaching. So larger fire departments may have HR departments that have a coach on staff or on contract. So you want to make sure you ask because that might be a free um, employment benefit that you're not aware of. That, that, that's interesting because I, I was going to say, I never dawned on me that this might be a corporate uh, feature, if you will, to have that available, not just to you personally, but actually have it available to more and more people on staff. What a great Absolutely. idea. Absolutely. More and more companies in North America, especially, are hiring contract coaches or internal coaches and offering that service as an employment benefit. And it helps the organization. The I think the return is like five to one, um, you know, cost over benefit, ROI. Uh, it, it pays off for organizations. It makes for better leaders. It makes for more content staff. It makes for more profitability. So again, whether it's fire or it's volunteer um, members that are at other organizations, they should ask because that, that, that benefit may be available to you. What we want to talk about is we want to make sure everybody understands what coaching is and yes. what it isn't. Yes. Right? Um, so what coaching is not that people can get confused about. We talked about it already, but it's not mentoring. It's not therapy. It's not going to, you know, solve um, mind health issues that are going on, although it can certainly help uncover them. It's not consulting and it's not training. 
although um, learning is an outcome of coaching oftentimes. What coaching is, it is to me, it's the ultimate form of a deep conversation that leads to a client understanding the how and why they show up and uh, as they do, and during positive or challenging circumstances and discovering the paths to enhancing or improving their personal and, and professional lives, right? Um, ICF defines coaching as partnering with clients in a thought-provoking and creative process that inspires them to maximize their personal and professional potential. The process of coaching often unlocks previously untapped sources of imagination, productivity, and leadership. It leads to creative problem solving. It leads to better relationships within organizations and within uh, pro you know, personal dynamics as well. And coaching helps identify self-limiting beliefs that we may have, right? and behaviors and helps individuals look forward and helps them take action to improve their performance. And the, the beautiful thing about um, coaching is a coach, a good coach shows up with an open mind, a curiosity, a deep curiosity, a toolbox full of good questions and resources and uh, intuition and a collection of experiences and stories that can help the coach in their self-awareness, their discovery, and their growth through the coaching par partnership. Does that make sense? It, it does. And it, it begs the question that what do, I mean, from a, from a coach perspective, from, from your perspective and others that are, that are coaches, what do you get out of it? What, 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 do you, what are you finding? The more you're doing this, the more you're having these conversations with people, yeah. how has it changed you? It's in innumerable ways, honestly. It, it's soul, this is my soul work. This is what I call my heart work. I have spent you know, my entire career, I think I've worked since I was about 12 years old, honestly. And you, well, you know how old I am, but um, I have had wonderful, beautiful, engaging, empowering, rewarding careers, but I have never been happier than right now because I am doing exactly what I, what, what, what drove me and what, what I was passionate about the last 20 years, coaching. I get to sit down with people and I, I'm, I, I I'm interested in people's stories. I'm a people person. I'm deeply curious about where people have come from and how they've gotten to where they are. And so I get to have these conversations and ask questions and listen and build relationships. And it is incorrect. There's nothing more rewarding than sitting in front of somebody and asking them questions and diving deeper. And they go, oh, I just realized something, right? Or, oh, I've just come up with the answer. Oh, just talking through this, I have come up with my solution to this problem. I now know why this is happening. I'm getting chills talking about it because it just feels so darn good. Um, I, I can't imagine not doing this for the rest of my life. Wow. And I appreciate your time in explaining this and showing us this, uh, this, this direction, because it's incredible uh, to think of what you can do, what coaches in general can, can do for, for us, for the fire service and all those people who, who lead it. So again, thank you for your time today. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks, Tom. Thank you for joining Firefighting in Canada, the podcast brought to you by First Alert, safety you can trust. Visit firefightingincanada.com for more episodes.